0: Go, Space Racer! Go! It's the Atari ST Show, Episode 6. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Atari ST Show. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Space Racer. Now, Aaron, this week's Atari ST show is brought to you by our patrons, and in particular, Game Selection Committee members, Richard Davey, Dave Velociraptor, and Graham Bebke.
1: Thanks, fellas. Hey, did you know uh, I want to give a special shout-out to our buddy Dave Velociraptor? He's going to be one of the new co-hosts over at your Old Haunt this oh, weekend. at Retro. They brought him in as a full-time player.
0: Nice. So, well done, sir. Well done, Dave. Aaron, if you were a space racer, oh, man. what would your racing craft look like? Well... You know,
1: think about the cosmic racers that you know, okay? I you don't got, know any. Yeah, you do. Like Silver Surfer. Oh, okay, That's yeah. a guy. Sure, I know him. Right. right, you've got the pod racers. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of galactic racers, you know? Uh, and I always think of like, you know, what I would like to do is get one of the. You ever watch old Battlestar Galactic, the old one? They Never. had these things called Vipers. I know from the new ones. Nah, screw those. Okay. These are the old ones. They had Warren Green in there, Dirk Benedict. All your favorites. It's a great name. Yeah, sure it is. And they, the Vipers were like the Ferraris of spaceships. They were long and lean, and they looked awesome. And they had these big jets in the back. And what I would like to do is, i would, my space race should be like a, a Viper from Buster Galactica, but I would put like flames and crap all over. it. And I would have it like instead of having three engine pods in the back, I'd put like eight, just a bundle of them back mm-hmm. there. You know, and then, So it would
0: be like a drag racer almost. Just like huge engine. Right. and the thing would pop up as it went forward. You know what those vipers are famous
1: for? Uh-uh. You know, when they when I was a kid oh. they had these Battlestar Galactica toys. Right. You know? And the vipers were part of the toys. And and you and they had a bullet, you put in a little red missile and if you hit the little button on it, it, would shoot the missile out. What was happening was, you know what was happening. That was the choking. It was
0: the origin was of the, the choking that, that was the suckers yeah. were shooting
1: that thing down their throat. Right. That's like right shooting. down the throat. That's like hitting the shaft in the Death Star. Yeah. I'm like, how does that happen? <laughs> Unless you've just got the thing in your mouth for some reason. What are you hey. thinking, kid, you idiot? And if that was my toy, I would
0: chastise that kid. Get that out of your mouth! They ruined it for everybody. Because for years after that, my entire childhood, you were not allowed to have toys that had the missiles that And you know what out. they did to those toys? Because they used to be cool.
1: They put this gimmick on them where the, the thing would just shoot out about this part. It would right.
0: stay in it. Stupid.
1: What the heck? What are you going to do with that?
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, de- no r- I
1: derailed the conversation. What would your hot rod look like?
0: Well, I don't know what it would look like, but it made me think of an even more pertinent question. The, you know, you talk about you talk about Battlestar Galactica, the original, a lot. That's right. Okay. I thought about a lot. Where would you put the effects, the special effects on Battlestar Galactica up against another contemporary TV show like Earth 1999?
1: Well, they're way
0: better. Way like, better. Battlestar
1: Galactica had awesome effects. So it was like
0: Star Wars level?
1: Yeah. But here's the... They had a cunning secret plan, all right? And it, the problem is that we all got came... We all figured it out. They shot about... Two minutes of footage, mm-hmm. awesome footage, right. right? And then they just used it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so it was a lot like when Batman used to put in get in the back car, the Batmobile, and it would buy the back
0: car. You know, you heard of that, right? Yeah, and he would car. shoot
1: out of the cave and they'd play a the theme, <laughs> <and> <laughs> on, on. Yeah. but it was the same thing every time, but they yeah. played at
0: different speeds. So it doesn't be real fast, right? So that's...
1: that's what that Ball Star was like, mm-hmm. that. But I mean, occasionally. Something really cool would have they had to shoot new footage for. Like there'd be two battle stars would come around or whatever then you got something. But Mm -hmm. for the most part, it was really cool, but it was really good footage. I mean, it would stand up today.
0: you would say that that was probably, because this was a 70s show, right? Battlestar Galactica? It was. Yeah, so it was probably one of the best looking sci-fi TV shows at the time. And also, all the
1: outfits on it were designed by like a world-renowned fashion designer. It was like one of the biggest guys, like you'd heard of him. Mm -hmm. I don't remember which one it was, but like, so like, they looked cool. Everyone in it was good looking, except for Lauren Green, and he looked noble, Mm -hmm. you know. And the chicks were all hot. They had their outfits on. They were good to go. So you had a bunch of basically like supermodels dressed in top shelf model clothing getting in the Ferrari spaceships they were flying around. Why was it canceled? It did well. Because they the sequel to that show was god-awful. The sequel? Battlestar Galactica, like, 1980, I think it was. There Why was didn't like... they just keep making the original? Well, here's the problem. If you're watching Battlestar Galactica, it was, it was a ragtag fugitive fleet on a lonely quest. The shiny planet knows Earth. Mm-hmm. They had to get to Earth. They were trying to get to Earth. The right. problem is they got to Earth. Oh, that was their mistake. Well, and well, what happened was, th- so they got here, right? Well, the bad guys, the Cylons, were like, oh, there's Earth. Get them. And so they were there, too. And then... That Battlestar Galactica, the sequel show, was a disaster. Mm-hmm. Disaster. Horrible. I couldn't even take it. I was a kid. Mm-hmm. you know. So once they got to the shining planet, notice Earth. And I think they got in there were like, look at this. We traveled all the way across the universe. We're in Cleveland. Right. Something like that. Yeah. you know. That, that'll bring you down. It, but, That's a it's, bummer. Uh, yeah. You get on the ship and maybe try to find another shining planet.
0: <laughs> I hear Venus is nice <laughs> this time of year. So... Let's talk about Space Racer, Aaron. All right, yeah. Okay. Space Racer was released on the Atari ST in 1988, okay? Yeah. I was seven years old. You were a young young man back in the days. I was, days. I was. This was uh, programmed by a guy named Pascal Jerry. Good name. PJ is what he's Pascal?
1: I've never heard that as a first name. Have
0: you? Yeah, me neither. You always hear about that as a last was name. Was he American? He's French. Oh, Everybody was French.
1: Oh, yeah, game. because this is Loris. Right, yeah, yeah, I forgot about yeah. that.
0: Uh, now Pascal had a hand in best of the best championship karate. Okay. Oh, oh, you know what that is? That's a uh, no. That's
1: Panza Kickboxing. Oh. That's okay. the same game.
0: Well, it's funny because I also list Panza kickboxing and this is That well. was a name change. Okay. remember
1: Panza, they didn't want to pay him. Ah. Uh, you don't want to make pan- you don't want to get Panza on the on your bad side. He'll no. send over some of his Is Italian he still buddy. around? I don't know, but now he was around. I think he was around when we did the show on him on the Amigos.
0: So. That's right, because he called in. No, oh, listen, you know how much it costs to get pans on the show? I don't have that kind of money. Uh, he also worked in a game called Magnetic Tank, oh, which man. sounds cool, you know? I think all tanks are sort of magnetic. It sounds like it would be bad to get your phone near it. Now, the graphics were done by Bruno, Bruno what? Mason. Oh, I thought it was just Bruno. Just Bruno. Oh, man, <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. Uh, he was also responsible for Cobra. On the, oh, the yeah, my. on the Amstrad and the Thompson computers. Oh man,
1: that's the old so much is alone. That's right.
0: Yeah. He he also did a game, a puzzle game called Backtron. Backtron. Like B A C K or B A no, B A C T R O N, like yeah. Backtron. That's a weird name. It is weird. What does that mean? Something. I, I don't know. And then he he teamed up with uh, Pascal Jerry. They both worked on Magnetic Tank. So his name is not Jerry Pascal. No, it's it's literally Pascal Pascal Jerry.
1: Jerry. Yeah. Okay. Listen,
0: what was the one they teamed up for? Magnetic Tank. Oh, that's the one. That's right. Okay. Now this game doesn't have a lot of music in it, but it does have the old title music. Okay. Yeah. This was done by Michael Winogradoff. Winogradoff. Okay. I like Wino better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He liked to hit the juice. Uh, who he provided music for dozens of games, including the aforementioned Bactron and Panzer Kickbox. Yeah, you know, the
1: music at the beginning of this is sort of
0: digitized mm-hmm. or something. It's pretty it's not bad. It's not it's bad. It catches you off guard. You're like, whoa, what mm-hmm. the heck? Yeah. 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 Now, um, interestingly, Aaron. He appeared in the credits of Baby Joe in Going Home. Oh, I know that game, too. Yeah, sure. this is a game you're familiar yeah. with from ARG Presents, but he only got a special thanks, so it's unclear what his role in Baby Joe Maybe he Joe posed was. as Baby Joe. <laughs> Maybe so. Now, all three of these guys worked for Loracell, uh, yes. who published the game Laura Cell they started out as Laura Cells, they put the s on there yes there's it's funny you see it both ways mm-hmm. yeah then they realized that was dumb well, and they took it off why okay cuz you don't want to have an s on your name what does it mean well just think about think about all the big like like you know, sensibles—they never—they never put an S on their name. You got to take that S off there. It oh. weakens you. It Makes you weak. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, Loriciel, of course, was one of the most prominent developers from the big F in the eight and sixteen-bit era. Uh, they were extremely, extremely prolific. They released—get this, Aaron—one thousand two hundred and fifty games. Yeah. Yeah, they sure did. That can't be true. I we, think I wrote that wrong. We
1: played a lot of their stuff <coughs> you know, on ARG. We've come across Lord so many times. I think they, they
0: released 125 games. They
1: do the all the Thompson games. They do all the more obscure stuff. You see them. They see
0: them creeping in.
1: Mm-hmm. If it's
0: big in France, they're 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 down. I always associate them with that tennis game that we played. That was like that rotoscope tennis game. Yeah, wasn't Aliga. that good? No. But it had the cat in the background. Right. They got a cat as their logo. That's right. Um, they ran from eighty three until ninety four, so I mean they, they hit really the high points of the eight bit era into the sixteen bit era, and then they kind of struggled. Then um, you know they were not alone. That's the time ninety four was the year when tons and tons of European developers went under because they couldn't support the new machines. They didn't have they didn't have the staff. I would suggest it. that Laura saw struggling well before that. <laughs> you, might, you might be you might be <laughs> tr- that might be true. Okay. Let's... Now, Aaron, before we get into this, I'm going to ask you the same thing that I ask you on every Atari ST show. Yeah. Have you played this one before? Before this week, I had not played this game. Despite it being on multiple systems, I had not played it. I have not played this either, and so the, the game story, when I looked up the documentation, was new to me. Okay? Let me set the stage for Please. you here, Aaron. Yeah, because I don't know the background. It's the 25th century. Star Trek time. It's Buck Rogers. Buck Rogers. Yeah. Okay. Life in the galaxy is too flaccid. I mean, placid. It's too placid. Okay. In the spirit of ancient Rome, a new set of games has come about. Yeah. Space racing. Yeah. Nobody had ever thought about space racing before this exact moment. Right. Okay. Every three years, the best racers from each of the planets are selected to compete for the title of the somewhat boringly named Space Racer Championship. The Cirque. The Cirque. Yeah. Okay. The winner is awarded a life of luxury. The loser never sees the finish line or anything else ever again. Mm. He dies. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Pretty subtle. Yeah. Now, Aaron, you may be wondering about your character in the game, the yeah. character you play. Well, it's like looking into a mirror. All right. So he's a handsome, lo- like lawful good type. You're a drifter and a scoundrel. Oh man he trying to say to me boat now while your reputation is not above par you're well known okay and you're considered to be the best space racer on the planet oh okay how's that how's that for a backstory that sounds about right does does it you know
1: i like the fact that you're a scumbag
0: yeah that's sort of amusing well you're you're the typical han solo yeah you know with a heart of gold yeah Okay, so let's talk about what this game is. Aaron, can you describe what Space Racer is? It's pretty simple, really. Uh, you're on basically, it's a lot like
1: a pod racer or something. You're on like a or uh, you know, like a Return of the Jedi style like land uh, speeder. Like, a, oh no, it's more like the uh, spate the bikes on on. Uh, oh right, uh, yeah,
0: you know, you know, with the teddy bears. Yeah, I can't there. think of what those things are called. The speeder not, speeder bike. Speeder bike. There we go.
1: Uh, you're like if 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 a pod racer and a speeder bike had a, a small sun, you would be on it, and you basically follow a a, a a line on a course through some kind of signs and some light poles and crap, and then you try to uh, get to the end, occasionally blowing up suckers along the way. That's pretty much what I got out of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's about right. So
1: one thing is one thing you don't do. Uh, which is amusing to me. At least I never got far enough to do it. It's like you don't actually, you don't actually race in space. Now there may be parts later where you do, but I never saw them. Everywhere I race was on like right beside the ground.
0: It, you know, in retrospect, probably not the most apt name.
1: Well, for... I mean,
0: ground racer sounds lamer. <laughs> That's true. Or
1: like slightly elevated and I mean, racer.
0: Technically, we are all in space all the time. Oh. <laughs> Clearly, so, did you work for Lorcel? We could call this space podcast.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there you go. But I mean, it's listen. This is a pretty straightforward game boat, in my opinion. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You race from point A. First of all, I, I I'll get some off my chest here, okay. but if you'll, if you'll indulge me, I will. At the beginning, this is one of those games that does something I hate. At the beginning of the race, your guy says hello, which I like. He waves. It yeah. seem, you want to have like, a
0: jovial race? He didn't seem like a jerk. No.
1: He gets on his craft. He skids up to the race line. There's a couple other races there waiting right to the start. The second you can start, you sit there like an anchor and the other guys scoot off
0: like they were shot out of cannons. Yeah. You know how much I hate that? You know, at first I thought I must be doing something wrong. Nope. 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 <coughs> anyway, carry on. So let's, let's talk about what, what greets you when you start up Space Racing. Yeah. Okay. So at the title screen, you see a selection screen where you can pick one of three tracks or a championship mode. Okay. Uh, each track takes place on a different world with a different parallax background and color scheme. Yeah. Okay. Uh, world One is the garden planet. Yeah. It's green. A lot of greenery Makes sense. on the garden planet. Yeah. Uh World Two is the industrial planet. Yeah. Okay. World Two reminds me of the like it's If you visited the planet from like uh, Moon Patrol Mm -hmm. or uh, even like uh, Road Blasters. Right.
1: Dome, It's a
0: futuristic looking city where they have the Jetsons domes over everything.
1: Oh, I I guess you're right. Yeah. I
0: never never thought of it in Jetsons terms. Yeah, well, that's the only way I think about it. World 3, of course, is your planet of skulls. Yeah. Okay. You know it's bad when it's skulls. It it? appears to take place on a planet that's filled with a bunch of dead supergiants. Because you have these skulls that are the size of mountains. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and that's that's what you got. That's why they call I it the planet of the skulls.
1: Just, you know, they made the skulls to make them it look cooler. I'm assuming <laughs> they're televising this. It's like Mount Rushmore. I'm just saying, somebody's if, carving
0: if, these things out. If
1: you're on a planet and there are skulls that are as big as mountains, why are you there? Unless that's
0: that's all dead. I'd be like, screw that. Yeah, I'm you know. right there with you. But I mean when when you're a space racer you go where you're told. <laughs> Um, why would you join this race? Like luxury?
1: Yeah, but you could die. Yeah? It's not worth it The me. Well,
0: I think that's why we're not space racers. Well, yeah, we proved that this week. <laughs> now, as far as I can tell, and maybe you can prove me wrong here, I didn't see any difference between the difficulty, the track layout. I'm sure the track layout was different, but there's not massive differences in the actual racing on these different planets other than just the color scheme and what you see in the background.
1: Well, this is one of those types of games when that it's a racer, okay? Mm-hmm. But I mean, in a in like even a game like our a pole position, there's a track. Right. And you could like I could print the track. Here's the track. Mm-hmm. Now you may it may be too subtle for you to tell what's going on when you actually play by the game, but you can sort of pretend there's a track. But in this, don't really it's more like it just I, I don't think there's a track. I think you just go from point A to point
0: B, right? And
1: there's a lot of turns. It's more
0: like an outrun than a pole position. Well, I, yeah, I guess it's it.
1: Yes, I understand what you mean. It's just it, it's not. It doesn't feel like it just almost. I'm not gonna say it feels random, you know. Or maybe I'll, I'll say like, it. It okay. feels random. And so when you go to the different tracks, uh, they do look different, different colors, the whole nine yards, but. The tracks don't feel any different to me. They
0: just feel sort of like the same tracks. Mm-hmm. I mean, they may be different. I'm just saying they don't feel that different to right, me. Right, right. Now, when you start playing uh, one of the practice tracks, okay, say that you don't want to move into the, the championship move quite yet. You want to check these out, okay? You're, you are you see your racer. He's he's on the ground. Okay, he hasn't mounted the bike yet. <laughs> he turns back to you. He breaks the fourth wall, and he says, Hello. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, he's from the Big F. That's yeah. how we do it. He sounded cool though. Okay. He didn't seem. He didn't well, seem. Well, I don't th- think he sounded cool. I think he sounded wimpy. Well, I mean, that it, it was digitized. It that was, was digitized. Cool, yeah. You know? um, it doesn't inspire you with confidence that this guy is going to raise a lot of heck on the track. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he didn't meet up the backstory. No, no. Now you mount up alongside the other two racers that serve as your competition, and like you said, the the gun goes off. Those two guys blast off, and you're left waiting, doing nothing. Yeah, I'm afraid so. So, um, (coughs) this game takes place uh, over, like, it's an over-the-shoulder, pole position-type perspective. Yeah. Uh, To me, this game recalls something more like hang-on. You know, I, or Space Harry or something like that. Like It's you're sort of a,
1: like if Space Harry and Hang-On had a child. Right. It's very similar. Because your
0: your character is pushed forward a little bit more on the screen than it yeah. is in pole position. Um, it's, it's actually a lot like Road Rash in space, you know? Well, yeah, sort of. I mean, it's... it's it's not that good, but... I'll well, I'm, sa- I'm yeah. saying from, from this perspective of, of your guy, okay, yeah. he's racing along, he's coming up to other guys, you can bounce them around, you yeah. know, now you can't kick or punch or get out your old chain or anything you're like shooting. that. Yeah, but you can shoot them, okay? Um, now, uh, instead of following a road, which would be kind of dumb because you're in the air, the track is represented by a dotted line. Which is lame. Yeah, it's also lame, yeah.
1: I mean, that's the best thing. I mean, you can see what's going on, but I mean... You feel sort of like a geek. What Maybe do you, you cut Something better than that arrows or something? What you, What would you? What would you do? Arrows, arrows. occasional
0: arrows.
1: I wouldn't have made the game like this. I'll be honest with you, <laughs> because uh, let's just get in it, okay? Can I? If I may, I don't get want to into it, man. Sh- no, stick. do it. I mean, the control in this is not the best. I don't hate this game, okay. I, this is you've got to put yourself in the position of '88 or whatever when it was released, okay, and you've got to accept what was going on then. This is your typical attempt at a 3D racer at home. It's got all the same shaded line stick that they used. It's got the uh, the backgrounds that move around to sort of simulate that you're going somewhere. I mean, they used all the tricks. They're used okay. It's got some interesting flair when you barely touch something, your guy sort of spins out of control for a minute but can recover. I like that. It's got billboards, you know, but it's thin. The racing in it's thin. The control in it is one thing. Space Harrier would have, for example, is good solid controls. This game is floaty. The Well, it's is... floaty because you're floating. No, I don't mean it in a good way. Oh. I mean it's kind of the controls aren't tight. Like when you hit a curve, first of all, why would you? Why I don't understand even the course doesn't make any sense. You're going through these like poles. Well, and it's billboards. like it's like a
0: slalom. It's like a ski slalom. Right.
1: Well, it's. It's I didn't like it. Uh, the, it just cause the controls were not good. Now that much said, it's not the worst game. I don't want It's not a full burial here. There's something to like. The the backgrounds the, are detailed and cool looking. The sense of speed is eh. The, the the bikes look cool. Your guy looks pretty good. You can shoot, but even the shooting, like why would they put the accelerator and, and the shooting on the same button? That's weird. Well, you, you only have one button, right? But I mean just. Have yourself like push forward, just like every other game does. You know, I didn't like the, the shooting in this as a chore because you can't just shoot the button. You sort of got to. You just double tap it. Yeah, but that's not that easy. Like I didn't have it; wasn't something that was that came naturally. One of the big me.
0: things about this game is that you you don't have unlimited bullets. You can only fire like two bullets a minute. Or the something funny like thing that. about the bullets, though, it just for me, I
1: would just occasionally shoot because if there's anyone anywhere near you it'll go through them and whoever else is on the screen one bullet can kill two or three guys
0: it's like the indiana jones gun it, when he's on the tank you know it
1: remind, this in some ways this reminded me of stun runner too mm-hmm. you know and cuz it had that sort of a same kind of a feel to it i mean this is definitely feels like an atari game you know it's not it yeah. feels like something so, that should be on an atari in this
0: game your opponents are not the other racers in this game, the opponents are your are the poles that are on each side of the track. Well, the other racers are your opponents. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't you don't you don't come into contact with the other racers nearly as much as I right. came into contact with the poles. That's true. Now, if you hit them when you're moving slowly, yeah. your uh, your craft kind of barrels away. You don't die immediately. Then your yeah. guy shakes his fist. That's pretty cool, like an angry old yeah. man. Uh, and but of course, if you're going too fast and you hit one of these poles, you just explode in a fiery yeah. ball. Okay. Uh, you've also on the on the courses. You've got to contend with mines that are on there, and there's also power ups that appear in the form of blue balls, which give you more energy. Yeah. Okay, so those are sort of the the elements of what's oh, on and the track. And
1: occasionally, like, like a missile will shoot at you. I mm-hmm. saw that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So at the top of the screen, you've got your HUD, and your HUD gives you indicators for your energy level, the current planet you're on, uh, whether you're on Planet One, Planet Two, Planet Three. You got your score on there. Then the the the, the, the this, there's a thing called your alignment, which yeah, is what like is that? it looks like two D pads, like yeah. like like a like two analog sticks on a PS2 controller or something like that. And it basically just tells you, like, are you facing straight up or are you facing at an angle? Yeah, I didn't. Did you ever use that for anything? It's profoundly useless because, one, you don't need to know that. And, two, you can tell what angle you're on by looking at your guy on the screen. I've got problems with this HUD, too. Yeah. Let's talk about the HUD. Yeah. So, the dots underneath your
1: score, what the hell is that? They go up and down. I never fully understood what those
0: were. So, that's your energy meter. I thought the thing
1: to the side of the... Of the of the planet number was your energy meter? No, that's your score. No, no. To the left of the of the of the number of the
0: planet number, what is what is that meter for? That meter is never fully explained. Well,
1: <laughs> it's a mystery meter. Now
0: on the right side, the far right side, where you've got four squares, yeah, those do nothing. But in the DOS version, they actually show you how far along on the track you are. It'll, yeah, that's it'll, what it'll I was different lights. Yeah. I was dying for that. Yeah, you get none of that in this game. You get none of that. So now. Unlike a normal motorcycle game, you not only have to control your bike in terms of keeping things between the poles, but you also have to manage your altitude. So the way this works is there's kind of a speed sweet spot somewhere in the middle where you'll go fastest. So if you fly too high, you'll slow down. If you fly too low to the ground, you'll slow down. you got to find, yeah, that's right. you got to find the middle, and then that's when you can start to kind of zoom off. Now, you might ask yourself, how can I tell if I'm going faster or slower? Well, you can't. I, I mean, I, you can tell by how fast things are passing you, like the poles. But there's no speed. There's no speedometer. I don't
1: even think it matters. I've, I've never understood wh- how much of the speed mattered in this either.
0: Well, y- you get points on how far you travel on the track. Yeah. So the more you know, the the farther you go, the faster you go, the farther you can go. Okay. Uh, you also you get eighty five points for each enemy you destroy. Which is ridiculous because this game you're immediately scoring in the tens of thousands of points. (laughs) That's all you get 85? And then you get 65 points for each remaining power unit when you complete the race. Okay? Yeah. That's peanuts too. When you start the championship mode, you get a pretty cool graphic of like, uh, it looks like an interstellar waiting room. Yeah. Where people are looking out. It looks like an airport or something. But then, from then on, there's, there's nothing but the tracks. There's no cutscenes in between races, nothing like that. You finish one race, you start the next race. When you complete all three of the tracks, you reach the end of the game, and this is what happens. The game freezes, the following message appears on the screen. You have done well, human, but that was just a little training. The real thing is coming, and this time, you are playing for your life. Yeah. And at that point, the game just resets. Huh.
1: What, what was what were they
0: talking about there, Boat? The, we call that the old fooning in the ending. Oh, but what do they mean there? They're, I don't know. I don't know what they mean. Because I thought you were playing for your life this time.
1: Can I ask you a question? Because I watched this game go through, you know, as far past that. Where, how far could you get in it?
0: I was able to beat, I could beat the first track. Yeah. The, the, <clears throat> the big issue with this game is that, um, you know, it's they don't give you a reason to want to get better, okay? Yeah. Um, like, you, you don't know how far along you are on this track. You don't know what position you're in. Okay, so you really have no idea how good or how bad does that you're matter? Doing. The position it matters a lot to me as a game player. Right, but I
1: know that. But I mean, in terms of gameplay, it doesn't matter at no, all. No, does it doesn't it? matter
0: at all. It doesn't matter at I'm all. I'm
1: not even sure you're racing. I think the other guys are just to be
0: jerk. Yeah, uh, you're right. You're right. Because the the idea is is that you're just trying to get to the end of the course without dying. Yeah, and you get more points the more guys you destroy. Yeah. So, But yeah. not many more. Not many more. Not many more. So. For me, the biggest downfall of this game is the fact that you only get three tracks. Uh, they're all more or less the same, and you have no way of really knowing if you're improving from race to race, because your score is just so arbitrary. Uh, and get this, the original French release of this game, it didn't include the championship mode. Oh! It's just the three courses, and that's it. You know, I just, I've got a few gripes. A few more. I'm not done yet.
1: I noticed early on, and I checked different levels, like some of the obstacles are the same color as the land.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. So
1: <laughs> it's real easy to just be like, as you're coming up on them, just to like hit them and, and yeah. explode. That's irritating. Uh, the... Uh, it's not a fun game, is it, Boat? It's I mean, not. Let's face it's not very fun. Uh, the uh, uh, and this is sort of Cell, so This is sort of their bag. Mm-hmm. They sort of make these games that are their games, but are not really great games. Yeah, I've found them to be a, a middling to lower level uh, developer, mm-hmm. Boat. Uh, and this, I will say, this game actually is one of the better ones I've played from them. There's some things to look at. I mean, the backgrounds, of this are quite nice. Yeah. Particularly the one we're looking at now. If you're watching at home, the the uh, the city, one with the moon city is real pretty. I really mm. like this one. The the and they did a decent job with the with the scrolling, but they just dropped the ball on the action. Like I would have, I'd rather have been, this been like a game where you're driving. I think that I would. The flying element is awful. It's something we should mention that we saw. I was telling Boat before we started. I saw this on a lot of reviews. I went through and watched some reviews on other systems, and a lot of people complained about the controls. And one of the things they complained about the most was the was the, uh, ele- the, the elevation moving up and down. Mm-hmm. And there's a if there's a if you look at the docs, it's a, actually a function key. I think it's F4. If you hit it, it re- inverts the uh, controls. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sort of like Mad Max. I mean, an mm-hmm. airplane game where you, some people like to pull Max. back. What did I say? Mad, Mad Max. Max. Yeah, same thing. So if you're one of these people that have tried this game, you might want to look and see if you can't actually invert those because I think a lot of people missed that. And that's the first thing I did was, was invert it I liked it the other way. But it didn't matter. It's not like I suddenly became great
0: at the game. You well, know? you know, I really feel like Lorcel, their developers had a lot of technical chops, Yeah. but they just didn't, they didn't have somebody that was just a really good designer on, like, here's how we make a fun experience for the game player. Yeah. And that this is not—they're not alone in that. There's tons and tons of European game developers, and Japanese game developers, and American game developers that they—they knew how to program. They could make something that looked good, that played pretty okay, but they didn't—they didn't take that final step. And how can we package this together to make an entertaining experience for somebody who's going to buy our game?
1: And I will say, you're thinking yourself, well, heck, maybe this is an ST
0: problem. Uh, I did a, uh, here, if, if you're watching at home, we've got a comparison yeah, to it, with it, the it, Amiga it version. Yeah, it had to happen sooner or later. We uh, some, Somehow this one slipped by the ST Show game committee. Uh, we technically are not supposed to be playing games that have an Amiga version, so sorry about that. Well, the um, flip side of it is, this game is identical to the
1: Amiga version, except the Amiga version may be a little faster and a little smoother but I know I looked on the limb to see how this thing fared, and it got it got de- uh, destroyed. Mm-hmm. Like a three on there. It was like crushed. So I don't... I don't, And everything I read sounded exactly like the ST, so this looks like a, a straight-up uh, port from one of these to the other one. Everything's identical. I mean, you really... With the exception of the speed of the game, you really couldn't tell the difference unless you were actually playing it yourself on these particular computers. So it's not like you're going to... Get a better version this somewhere else. I don't think there is a, well, a version that's really great. This thing was
0: released on tons of different computers. Yeah. This thing got released on the Amstrad... The C sixty four, the Thompson MO, and the Thompson TO. Yeah, I looked at the Thompson version; not so good. Not <laughs> this so one got good. a Spectrum version and a DOS version. Yeah, and I'd wager the DOS version is not so good either. So the uh, yeah the, the the one thing about the DOS version though was the only because I went through and I looked at all the ports. It was the only one that actually showed you how far along the track you were, which yeah, was cool. That's that went a long way. Now, Aaron, when it comes to reviews. Uh, here's a little bit of trivia for you. The German magazine, ASM, reviewed this game. Yeah. And it had pictures in it. And uh, the pictures actually had the cracked, uh, crack information in them. Uh, the screenshot of the title picture said, Cracked by 42 Crew. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so this had, I love it.
0: this didn't have any, you know, the, the, obviously the magazine didn't get into the trouble, but the following issue had quite a few angry mail from uh, from readers asking why a magazine that constantly reminds people to buy games, obviously reviewed pirate games. Oh, Guess what? I guarantee you this happened all the time. Yeah. All yeah. the time.
1: In fact, you know, of course, it's possible that maybe they just uh, didn't get a... Uh, they didn't send him a version for right. a review, and they were like, "Screw you! We'll just go get our own." That's version. right.
0: That's right. I did find two reviews for this game. Uh, the one from November, uh, from November nineteen eighty eight, gave this a seventy five percent and generation 4 gave it an 80%. So pretty positive reviews from those. Would you go that high, 80? No. I would no. where would you place I would this? Put in this I, would put, I would put this I would put the I would give this a, a 70.
1: How does this fare compared to say Crystal Castles, another middle of the road game? B- quite similarly. It's funny how yeah. we played we played a lot of games on the ST that were like middle of the road or lower part of the road and then SunDog Honed into view, right. like a gleaming, <laughs> like a, a gleaming star. It's like, mm-hmm. It was so far beyond these other games, yeah. which were just. I mean, this is a, again, this is another game. Like, it's not crap. It's not total crap, but it's eh, It's not
0: what I'd want to play. If I bought it back in the day, I don't know big skulls are kind of cool, but you know. Yeah. Eh. Now we did get one Discord review. Pajaco sixty five oh two writes. A fairly unique racing game that you can pass under or over your opponents sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Graphically, it's colorful with nicely drawn backgrounds, and it runs quite well, although track-wise, it's a little spartan, which probably helps the frame rate. Space Racer controls reasonably well, although it's easy to fly off the track on sharp corners, so you really need to memorize the courses. The sound oh, sound yeah. Can you imagine that? No. <laughs> Does Pajaco do that? Uh, that's why he's the man. Holy cow! The sound effects do, however sound out of place with what sounds like a real motorcycle or car sounds used at the start and not a futuristic space yeah. bike. <laughs> it like does like sound like, like. a <laughs> Uh Unless I missed something, the game is pretty short with what appears to be just three tracks and no progression or anything else once you win a race. Uh, worth a quick play to see something slightly different, but once you've played this through once, there really isn't much to come back for. Five out of ten. Yeah. P.S. The loading screen is awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, the loading screen is great. I will say, that. but I mean, yeah, and uh, th- this also gets the award for stupidest gauges of the game. I mean, I'm just, there's some dumb. I-, I think someone said, "Hey, look at this, Bill or Pierre. I can make it show your controller up there." It's like oh, that's Let's a good put one. It in. Put that in. Yeah. Say, well, you know, I guess you're going to take up most of the screen for something. You might as well do something different. I yeah, at least guess. they
0: didn't put the name of the game up there. Yeah, you
1: know? Yeah, true. Good point.
0: All right, Aaron. Uh, I couldn't find any ST versions of this game for sale on eBay. Oh, but shocking. there is a sealed copy of the Amiga version available for the cool price of $300. Oh, don't do it. You can pick one up boxed for around $50. There is no lore game I've ever played that's worth
1: 300 uh francs. No, you know what I mean? No, no, no. No,
0: All right, Aaron, it's time to bid a fond farewell to Space Racer. Maybe it's a little bit more fond than, than, than normal. We're getting on our speeder
1: bike and flying <laughs> off that's right, right
0: now. Uh, listeners, if you're listening right now, we want to hear your feedback. Uh, please leave us a comment on YouTube. Uh, if you could leave us a review on your podcast service of choice, we would really appreciate it. Uh, we release this show in both audio podcast and video format on YouTube at uh, bit.ly slash ataristshow. Uh, and we record live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash amigosretrogaming. Uh, if you want to support the Atari ST show, just visit patreon.com slash atari st show uh, we do have a goal up there which we are edging ever closer to aaron if we can get to 200 a month in patreon support the atari st show will morph from a monthly show into a weekly show Man, and that would that be that would be awesome. Awesome. interesting yeah that would be an interesting show right there <laughs> and that leads us to our st supporter roll call we want to thank all of these fine folks for supporting the Atari ST Show in addition to the Game Selection Committee members we mentioned at the beginning. Brett Owens, Laurent Giroux, Twilight Zoner, Olivier Massoud, Tim Drew, Retro Jerry, Bernard Quinn, and Milo Loves Chocolate. Mm, I agree, Milo. Yeah. Uh, if you like our format and you want to hear more, feel free to check out our other shows, Amigos, Everything Amiga, R. Sinclair, An American Take on the ZX Spectrum, the Coco Show, Gaming on the Tandy Color Computer, and ARG Presents, where Aaron and the Brent spin the wheel and make the deal. All of these shows can be found on the Amigos Retro Gaming YouTube channel or at anchor.fm slash Amigos Podcast. Mm. Aaron, what's coming up next show? <laughs> oh no, are you kidding me? It's some gauntlet some action? Some gauntlet
1: so they had a first-party release of Gauntlet on the ST? Yeah. Oh, man. It's an Atari game, man. You got I'm to. I'm saying it. Gauntlet you has to. been around the block a while. It had. It oh, had. man.
0: Not Gauntlet, too. No. Gauntlet. Gauntlet. That's well, right.
1: I can't wait to see this. <laughs> this should be good.
0: Well, folks, uh, it's time to get on it. Go ahead and fire up Gauntlet. Uh, and if you are a member of our Discord community, write us a review, put it on the channel, and we will read it on the next episode. And... If you
1: play Gauntlet and you're coming to Boat Fest, we'll be taking reviews right there on the spot boat. That'll be awesome. That's
0: right. You know we should probably mention Boat Fest Mm. since it's coming up quick. Boat Fest is our first annual Vintage Computing Festival, taking place right here in lovely Hurricane, West Virginia, on June 24th and 25th at the Holiday Inn Express. You can get tickets and view a full schedule of events of all of the 30-plus computers, retro consoles, virtual pinball machines, etc. You can find out all the information you need at boatfest.info. We hope to see you there. Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and make sure you play your Atari
1: today.